Welcome, traveler, to this Jolly Journey Artist Review. I'm Kijo Buchanan, coming in from Tecoronto, Toronto, bound by a dish with one spoon, wampum belt. And today I have a pleasure of sharing space with award-winning Canadian singer-songwriter, actress, advocate, who has graced the international stage for 20 years with her powerful voice and impactful message. Joining me is Toronto-based artist Shakura Saida. Welcome, Shakura. Oh my God, can I get that whole intro? I need to just put that on my phone and play it for myself every single night. I swear to God. Thank you so much. <laughs> Joining me on this pillow tonight. <laughs> Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank this. you for coming in <laughs> to the studio. I promised I'd be good. Okay, I'll behave now. Go no, ahead. No, no worries. No worries. Um, <laughs> that that's that's on me. I should have hit that mute button when I knew. <laughs> I knew the commentary was coming in. Um, thank you so much, thank though, you. Um, for being here at Met Radio on um, Toronto Metropolitan University campus. Thank you for having me. And um, I just want to also say thank you for coming, but also congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations on everything. Congratulations on your recent Folk Music Ontario Award mm -hmm. for Hold On to Love album. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? Um, I haven't digested it yet. I watched a video of me hearing my name being called, and, um, and then I've watched the video of my speech, and... I don't remember either. I can remember what was going on in my head, but I don't remember my actions or what I said, if that makes sense. Um, I, I think I'm, I'm extremely happy that the work of so many people is being recognized, not just with awards, but with you know people playing the radio and with, with nominations and things like that. But um, it feels very surreal to have something leave your heart, your head, your spirit, and be put into a very tangible form and then to have people go oh i like this you know it kind of helps you to to move forward it's cool beautiful thank you <laughs> yes um yeah it is i guess it is a very i can see it in the look in your face when you're receiving the award because I, I was happy that i was there yeah. <laughs> to watch the whole thing um and it was quite wonderful and yes you spoke very eloquently about everything and um, I know you don't remember, yeah. But, <laughs> but it was it was wonderful to to hear you, and hear you receive your reward. But I also really liked your incredible performance mm. for "Clap Your Hands and Moan." Yes, what was that like for you? It's nerve wracking to perform in front of your peers. You know, it's it's one thing to perform in front of an audience of people who enjoy music, who really love the idea of listening to artists and and what artists create. That's that's a really wonderful thing. And I've gotten to the point where I don't get nervous about that. I'm able to ground myself. But when it comes to performing in front of my peers, as much as I ground myself ahead of time, I'm always still a little bit mushy in my tummy. I'm always still a little bit not in the moment because I have to remember, you know, these are my people. Um, <clears throat> but what I loved was I was surrounded by my brothers. You know, Brooke Blackburn is my brother. Paige Armstrong is my little brother. Andrew Stewart is another brother of mine who played with me very early on 
when I first started touring. And Tony Rabalau did a lot of my tours with me and is, again, another brother. So to be cradled in that love and to know that there were people out there who I knew personally, who I had relationships with, especially people like, you know, Cecile Duquingue and um, Trista Lavasseur, who is, is one of my most favorite people of all, you know, to have them in the audience kind of helped ground me a lot. Yes, it is an incredible crowd at FMO, I have to say. In, yeah. Indeed, yeah. Cecile and Tressa and Brooke, they're just wonderful people. They are. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. They really are. And they didn't even pay me to say that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's true friendship. <laughs> that is. That is true love. It's hard to find without paying for yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's what family does, yeah. right? They're there yeah. for you. They're yeah. there for you without the promotions, yeah. right? They're there for you. Without the marketing dollars. Without the marketing dollars. <laughs> that's, that's sweet. Um, but I also wanted to ask you a little bit about, um, if you don't mind talking about the song a little bit, because I know you produced this with Kebmo. So how, what was it like? Now you know what the, the live um, feeling is like. What was the studio production like? The studio production was incredible. First of all, writing the music with him was the first step. Going down and sitting, you know, in his home and having a conversation with him about what we wanted to write about was a masterclass in itself. I always treasure those opportunities to learn from elders and to learn how to better my songwriting. And he was very clear about what the form of the song should be, where we should start, and all of that. And then um, he kept calling me, like, every couple of months, every, like, maybe three, four months, and then I wouldn't hear from him again, and then another four months would pass by, and he called me, hey, it's Kep, what's happening with our song? Oh, I know. I'm 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 working on it. You know, I'm trying to get the album together. Oh yeah, where are you going to record it? I don't know where I'm going to record it. Well, who's going to produce it? Well, I think I'm going to produce it. Okay, I'll produce it. So he came on board not just as a producer for that song, but also his studio is where we we recorded it. And he brought in his people, the people that he trusted to work with. You know, musically, background wise, everything, and. um and then the night before we recorded my voice, he said to me, I don't want you to do anything but listen to Shirley Caesar tonight. And so I spent the whole night just listening to Shirley Caesar, who I had heard before and listened to before, but I never studied her voice. And I was in awe of how much each word meant and which words she chose to, <clears throat> excuse me, emphasize, you know, and, and create a picture with. And we went into the studio, and he kept pushing me, and I think he kept expecting me to go, okay, I'm pushed enough. And every time he pushed me, I bounced back and go, okay, and what else? And because I loved all the notes that he was giving me, you know, how to pronounce the words and 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 the movement that he wanted, just different things like that. It was it was extraordinary to work with him. He's a really really nice man. He's a good man and um, and generous in heart and spirit. You know, um, that experience really helped me to sort of formulate in my mind what I wanted the rest of the album to look like in terms of in the studio, in terms of the feeling I wanted to create through the music. And um, it, it really stayed with my head for the entire time of my recording. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, you're obviously having the fortune to be working and learning from people you really trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a good part of it. That's an important part of, of, of what I do, you know, still learning and, and having people around me who are still willing to give the gift of lessons. Wonderful. 
Thank you. Thank you Thank for you. sharing that. If you don't mind me asking, I do have another song that is one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites on there. Okay. <laughs> but don't worry. This is not a piece by piece. We won't go song by That's song. That's okay. I don't mind. Um, but I am curious um, because there's a song that I kept playing over and over again. Dudon. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, I love the tonalities of this. And then I'm reading your liner notes the other day that you have online. And I realize you have Kyla Charter working with you. Yes. So what is it like to work with? A vocalist like her? Kyla Charter is very special. Um, her vocals are probably, I don't even know who to compare them to. Her ear, her tone. Kyla's a very, very special musician. And um, calling her up and saying to her, I have this song, I want it to be a cappella. Um, at the time that I, very first time I called her about this song, Kyla was still in an a cappella group with her sister, Quinn Charter. If you ever hear them sing together, their blend is incredible, just incredible. And um, and I said, you know, this is what I want. I, I want this to be an a cappella song. I don't know what it's going to sound like. And I sent a copy of, of the demo to Kyla. And I said, you know, let me know which parts I should do and and... You know, I'll I'll put in whatever parts you tell me to. And Kyla sent back the entire backgrounds. Like she sent everything back already done. I didn't have to do anything but sing over top of it. And that sort of speaks to who Kyla is. She doesn't do anything half-assed. You know, she doesn't um, pull back. She gives her full talent to every single project that she does, her full heart. And she is impeccable in her taste level, in her understanding how to edit oneself you know, without taking away from the freedom that comes from being an artist. You know, I, I absolutely adore her on a lot of different levels. She's family. Yeah, you keep collecting a lot of family. Man, I call them family. You know, Framley. friends who are family. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a beautiful way of, of doing production. But I'm going to ask you another question um, because we had a conversation already about this. Mm -hmm. and, and you do bring up tones and tonality. Yes. And um, to my travelers that are listening, um, I am deaf in one ear. If you didn't already know that, well, you know now. <laughs> and um, we had bring, brought up um, the issue around hearing loss and deafness. And how do you create music? Because this is something that has always intimidated me. Um, but how do you continue to create music around with what you have? I think we can only create music with what we have. I think if we try to go outside of the scope of us, then it's no longer authentic. I don't even care if we're talking about electronic music or AI. You know, to me, that's, that's the challenge there because everything needs to come from heart. And finding out that I was deaf was actually a relief for me because I was always being told that either I couldn't sing or that I wasn't hitting the notes properly, that I was sharp. And it wasn't until I was 25 that I found out that I had this hearing loss and that I understood how big of a hearing loss it was. I can be sitting in a restaurant with you and people will be going on about, oh my God, I love this song, I love this song. And I'm like, what song? There's music? I didn't know there was music. And then I have to really just tone in, focus in. It's like it's like squinting my eyes, but instead I'm squinting my ears. I don't even know how to explain that. Just to be able to hear the basics. You know, you sort of see this in superhero movies when you when you watch the superhero, you know, kind of go ding 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 almost like a sound wave and you can see them like ciphering or filtering through all the sounds to get to the sound they want. 
So for me, it really was a matter of bringing it back to basics, playing with Brooke Blackburn and Eric Sustar at a little bar called Blues on Bel Air in Yorkville for about, I think we had about a three-year run. And every Wednesday night, we would go in there, and it would just be bass, guitar, and me. And I really learned what the bass does. And I learned that it's actually a very important instrument for me. And once I learned that, I was able to make sure that no matter what ensemble I play with, whether it's one person, two people, or 13, I'm always able to find the bass. And my musicians know me well enough to know that if I'm not hearing the bass, I'll touch my ear or I'll look at them and I'll say, I can't hear. And then they know to play the root or to play the melody or to tell me, it's okay, you've got it. Every time I go to a new venue, the first thing I do is meet the stage manager or the person sound guy, and I say, I'm deaf. And they kind of chuckle, and I say, no, I'm deaf. I don't hear bass. That's why I sent you an EQ of my monitor. Are you a musician? And oftentimes they'll say yes, and I'll say, if you hear me going sharp, that means I can't hear the bass. That means I need you to raise the bass up, and that also means I need you to give me a little bit more mid-high in my EQ so that I can hear my voice and I can match the sound to the bass. So I have all these little tricks that I've found, you know, and I, I think that's the thing about it, understanding that we all have things that we need to to adjust to. You know, someone else might not be able to hear the high tones. Someone else might not be able to see where to step. Someone else might not, might not be able to move in the way that they want to move. So what do they do to adjust? But I think we we equate perfect hearing with being able to sing. What I've learned is it's not so much about perfect hearing as it is about my perfect feelings. What am I feeling in that moment? And how can I get that out? And how can I do the best job possible? Do I sing sharp sometimes? Yes. Do I cringe? Absolutely. You know, but the real thing for me is, you know, I'm I'm doing something which brings me great joy and I hope I touch one heart out there. Beautifully said. Thank you. Yes, it's about perfect feeling. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. I just made that up. I love it. Thank mm. you. That was beautiful. But also, okay, well, thank you. Thank you for, yeah, giving us giving us um, a better understanding of the technical tools. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Good, good advice. Um, also, I wanted to know, um, so now we have an idea and... Where can we hear your perfect feeling in Toronto? <laughs> are, are you doing any um, performances? Are you back in Yorkville? Whereabouts will you be? Oh, my gosh. I would love to do that gig again. That was one of my most fun times ever. Um, no, that club no longer exists, unfortunately. Peter and Diane German had that club, and, and they held on to it with their fingernails. You know, They did it out of love, and unfortunately, it ended. Um, now, I rarely play in Toronto, but I am opening for Mr. Julian Taylor on December 6th at TD Music Hall, which is in Massey Hall, with their new space on Victoria. And I'm so excited about this because I adore him, and I adore everything he does, and I'm looking forward to the challenge of being on stage with just a, a guitarist and my voice and my songs and seeing what I do, you know, because I haven't done that in Toronto for quite some time. 
Oh, so we really are going for the perfect feeling. You've totally scaled down the the band, and you're just gonna. Yeah, I'm. Beautiful. You know, I think the thing that I'm I'm learning this year is not to be afraid of me, and and to stand in my power. And I always thought I already was, but I I think that. It's one thing to perform on stage, especially when you're touring and you're on stage with, with your full band and the crowd's with you and, you know, the crowd is loving you and everything. Then to think about, well, I'm now I'm just going to sing with the guitarist. I hope it's okay. But I trust that these songs are good. I wrote them with really amazing songwriters, you know, Kep Moe and, and Donna Grantis and, and you know... And me, I wrote with me, and you know, and I'm not not a bad songwriter, and 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 that whole idea of I'm just going to use my voice, and the whole idea of this album was to create a songwriter's album. It was not to wail. It was not to to make people dance. It was to tell stories, and this whole idea of being able to just sing these songs is very appealing for me for that reason. So yeah, I'm going to let the feeling be as perfect as it needs to be. Well, thank you. Thank, thank you. And thank we you. can hear your authentic voice mm. um, and your perfect feeling <laughs> on December 6th opening for Julian Taylor at the TD Music Hall in Massey Hall. Yes. Wonderful. And also, yeah. I just got a part in a play Oh yeah, it's, it's a very little known play called Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh yeah, and, uh, I think I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we're doing that up in Barrie. So if you go to my website, I'll have that up in the next little while. But it's a very short run up in Barrie, and maybe we can even get a shuttle bus to bring everybody up and back down. You never know. I love those shuttles. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very excited about that, and that's going to be running at the end of November as well. Excellent. So mm -hmm. end of November and then December 6th, mm -hmm. and we can see you at both spaces yeah. in different ways. Diff that's very cool. different, very, very different ways. <laughs> that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's wonderful. And as you may know, um, for my show Jolly Journey, it is, um, it is a folk acoustic terrain of sound mm -hmm. and reflection. Mm -hmm. And it's also based on the spirit of the Jeli, mm -hmm. the West African griot, the knowledge keeper and sharer. And I know you've given a lot of advice today, but if there's any other additional or you would like to return to a piece of advice that you've offered earlier um, as a storyteller and as, as an advocate to our traveler today. I think the importance of telling our stories and passing our stories on, and even if the stories aren't our, ours, passing them on with integrity in other words, not just passing them on as a form of entertainment, but as an authentic way of connecting to another person, creating community. You know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer that, that we are a community and we need to reach out and build our community one by one. And I think that storytelling is a really wonderful way of doing that sharing our stories, listening to each other, comparing notes, not to highlight our differences, but to really connect on our commonalities. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Shakura Saida. Thank you. Thank you for sharing on authenticity and integrity and creating community, as well as your recent award-winning album, mm. Hold On to Love. <laughs> and... Um, 
Yes, that was beautiful to hear all of um, everything that went into that production and where you're going next. Thank you. That's beautiful. I'm Kija Buchanan, and this is a Jolly Journey Artist Review. Ashe.